Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Our guest today is an active duty law enforcement officer from the state of Texas. So we can't talk about the agency he works at. But he and a group of volunteers have a special way of commemorating fallen officers with saving a hero's place. And it's coming up on the Law Enforcement Today show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from the great state of Texas, we have Thomas Capel. Can I call you Tommy? Tommy Capel, yes. Tommy Capel from Saving a Hero's Place. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. Uh, thank you for having me on. We've had a lot of great guests from the great state of Texas. And I got to tell you, I, I've got good feelings about our conversation because of my conversations with a mutual friend, Patrick Shaver. Patrick, by the way, has been on the show a couple times. He is a law enforcement officer. He's also a filmmaker. He's done lots of great films, and I believe he did a documentary for you guys. And he said, you got to talk to these guys. They're awesome. Yes, he actually actually got word he just finished it. Um, he's going to show us in person, so I haven't seen it. But he did send us a he did send me a message. I talked to him that he actually just finished it like a couple days ago. And this guy, Patrick, by the way, he's not one of these people that's very he's, – he's kind of a, a subdued, kind of a sarcastic guy. Maybe that's why I get along so well with him. I'm a lot more energetic than he is, but when he says, hey, you got to talk to these people and he's excited, that's something that's not common for him. So tell us about Saving a Hero's Place, what it is you do, where people get more information. What we do, um, we created this back in 2013. We build wood honor chairs. Basically, they're meant to to save the place of of an officer who's who's killed in the line of duty or, or who has died in the line of duty. Um, we we build the chairs. We make them personal to that officer, um, and then we we try to personally deliver them to the agency. Um, and they they place them in the in the roll call room, and that you know to save their place because when you're you know when you go to roll call, you a lot of officers you know at our agency they they sit in the same place all the time you know every shift, and to have that you know to have an officer killed in line of duty and know that they're not going to be there anymore, you know definitely there's a void in that roll call room and we you know we know we can't fill that void completely but our you know our mission is to just help you know 
um, continue on their legacy. And you know, so people show up on roll call and ask what that chair is, who that was, and, and it, it kind of continues their their legacy so that they're not forgotten. I've heard that's very very important from many survivors I've talked to about their law enforcement officer, family members, or killing line duties, that people remember them. That's the number one thing I take from just about everyone I've talked to. They want to make sure their loved one who's killed in line of duty is remembered. Correct. Um, and, that, and that's what we want to do. We want to make sure, you know, and, and even within the agency, we want to make sure they're remembered. There's not a lot There's not a lot done for the agency when, you know, when an officer is killed in the line of duty. You'll see maybe a plaque on the wall or, but we, we just wanted to create something, um, better that you know leaves a long lasting like they're going to see it every shift when they go in there and they're just they're not going to forget them and yeah we've you know we've gotten positive results from from family members as well they you know that they actually go visit the chair a lot of them have told us that so it, it means a lot to us what got you started doing this well we i was asked in in 2012 we had an officer killed in the line of duty and our department actually already had some chairs that somebody did before I even got on. Um, they did it. There was eight. There was one place in one substation and eight placed in another. And he knew I did woodworking, and he had seen those chairs. So he had he asked me if I would build an honor chair for for one of our own officers. Um, so you know, of course, I built it. Just I didn't think much on what it what it was going to do. I, I built it. I gave it to him. I gave it to the officer and he just took it to the substation and, and presented it. Um, shortly after the MIT Boston Marathon bombing happened and that MIT officer was sitting in his patrol car and was shot and killed in line of duty. Sean Collier, I believe his name Correct. was. Correct. And I guess still having the, uh, you know, the chair in my mind cause I just finished it. You know, I thought I knew what they were going to go through cause our department had gone through a lot unfortunately and i knew this is something they had never experienced and it just it bothered me i lost sleep i couldn't it was all i thought about so i contacted them and asked them if we could build if i could build a chair for them um they they emailed back right away they said yes so basically i just you know i got with my wife two other officers that were my academy classmates i built a chair and we took it we took it to them and it's still it was just a a gesture, you know, to to honor their officer. It wasn't something we had planned to to continue, but once we saw what it meant to them, um, that's when we decided to you know continue it and just just run with it and see how far it would go. So this thing has really grown uh, and taking a, a life of its own and become a, a mission for you and your other volunteers. Correct. We've done we've done over seventy chairs since we since we started in 2013, and it's just continued. Through you know from there we 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 created as a nonprofit because we didn't want to have to ask you know agencies to purchase a chair um, we would rather you know let community other officers and businesses donate to us and then we could offer the chair to them for you know at no cost we don't ask for anything in return from the agencies and you handle everything like the one where you drove from Texas to the Boston Massachusetts area that was that a couple thousand miles each way. Definitely, we've you know we've traveled there um, a couple times. We've traveled Ohio, Florida. Uh, this last just last year, actually, when Patrick was with us, we went. We made a big trip. It was something different than we than we were used to. We normally would take one chair and come back, but we took five. Um, so we took some to to Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois, and we took them all at one time. And just you know, each day we presented a a chair to a different agency. So that was. 
that was something we hadn't we hadn't done and something that that we liked like it meant a lot we were able to get a lot of chairs sent out at one time and personally deliver them it's it's admirable what you're doing and i i don't know of too many people doing anything similar um and, and i'm glad to see it but th- none of this is is free none of this is cheap uh, everything has an expense even when you've got volunteers involved there's still expense in in uh, parts, material, gas, all that stuff. So is there a place online where people can get more information, make donations, and, and help out? Yes, our, our website, savingourheroesplace.org, it's got a lot of different um, ways to donate on there. We have you know just single donations. We have an option to do a membership, like a monthly, automatic monthly donation, um, different things like that. But yeah, it, it does help us continue because it's, you know, obviously we run on, we run on donations, and it's you know travel, the material, and all that does does that up. And you're a, a law enforcement officer. Like I'm, I'm retired from Baltimore Police Department. I can't say, won't say what agency you're with. But one of the things that is ingrained in us from day one, from the academy, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you, and our ethics and and how to avoid being corrupted is, as cops, you don't ask for money. You never talk about Correct. money. And it, I, I know every nonprofit, every fundraiser out there says that's the most difficult thing to do. But for police, it's got to be even harder because it goes totally against what we've been trained to do. Yeah, it, it, it has been difficult. And, you know, for us, we're what we do is so different than, you know, we're not. I know the chairs mean a lot to the family and, and you know, friends, of course, but it's what we're about is, is the agency. And so it's different for us. It's different for people to understand you know the I guess the void in the roll call to understand why a chair is needed, and so it, yeah, that that part of it has been difficult to get you know donations outside or even donations from from you know maybe law enforcement who hasn't haven't experienced one of their officers being killed in line of duty. And it's something and it's something that none of us want to go through, but so many of us do. And I'm, right. I'm sitting here thinking of the of, of the friends that I lost and the coworkers that I lost that I didn't know personally, but had a huge impact on me. And, and you had a story of a guy multiple states away that had negatively impacted you and your agency. You're in Texas. Sean Collier was in Massachusetts, and you're losing sleep. You're, you're that disturbed by it. Yes. You know, I don't know. I still don't know, like, you know, what it was that, that bothered me so bad. We, you know, the other, the other two officers that, you know, and my wife that founded this, we lost our academy classmate two months after we graduated. So we, you know, we experienced it early on in our careers um and we've lost six in the last eight years yeah. in the line of duty so we've you know we've seen a lot i you know to this day i don't know why that one you know impacted me so much i'd already been on i guess three years and there'd been hundreds you know unfortunately killed at that time it's just that one really bothered me and we're gonna take a short break we are talking with tommy capel law enforcement officer and one of the founders of saving a hero's place you're listening to Law Enforcement Today's show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. 
Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603. 800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603. Wow. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Turning to our conversation with Tommy Compel from Saving a Hero's Place. Uh, Tommy also is a law enforcement officer. And I always say this because in part due to the NFL and the whole we need to be able to express ourselves at work thing. First responders, particularly law enforcement officers, when you are active, you cannot talk in the media. And oftentimes you can't even identify what agency you work for. And that's just, it's been that way since before I came on the job back in 1980. It's not new. No, it's, yeah, you're exactly right. You can't. So therefore, I'm not going to ask you what agency you work for. Uh, We're not going to go into specifics. And, And a lot of what my guests and I have talked about have been things that are understood with, with law enforcement people. What a lot of people don't understand are those who get their information who aren't in law enforcement never have been in law enforcement and get their their information from the news media uh would you say they do a a good job a poor job or a horrible job representing and telling our stories i think you know i think there's cases where they do horrible jobs there's in some cases they do you know pretty good job it just i guess it depends on the the uh incident but yeah there's there's definitely not a a super positive for law enforcement out there that, you know, besides our own, you know, like your show and other shows that, that put a positive light on it. Right. And all we're doing is just trying to provide a platform for people to tell their stories. And uh, so, so one of the things I try to do is uh, vaguely 
from a bird's eye view, give people an overview of what your law enforcement career has been like so far. How long have you been on? Almost nine years. Okay. So you're getting to that stage. Of, well, you actually passed that stage of, of, of a real seasoned veteran. You know, first three years is a big, steep learning curve. Three to six, you really start feeling you're comfortable doing what you're doing. And after that, it's like that's where we have very, very experienced law enforcement officers and first responders. Has that been the case for you? Yes, I would not agree, yes. Yeah, and you pretty much handled everything there is to handle at that point uh, if you're in a busy agency. Right. Yeah, we're, you know, a pretty busy agency. I guess, you know, everything's different every day, but, yeah, and for the most part, yeah. So it would be safe to say a low point in your career or a bad day was when your academy classmate passed. Correct. And yeah, it was really early on. Tell us a little bit about that, if you can. We, we, gra- we graduated, and two months later, he was, uh, actually helping a someone who had crashed on the highway and he was struck and killed by another vehicle by a drunk driver and we always think it's going to be or we always hear that these dramatic bank shootouts and all these other things and yet so many of our officers are killed in traffic accidents and even today we still are losing record amounts of people due to driving under the influence and it's not like this is something we haven't been talking about in the news media and hollywood and everybody and television for decades and we still can't seem to get the message through no yeah definitely not the the following year we lost you know the officer we lost the following year was the same you know the same kind of scenario she was actually struck head-on by a you know intoxicated driver so yeah definitely in your state, do they have that move over law or is that a federal law, I think, now? So if there's a first responder side of the road, you have to change lanes or slow down? I believe it's federal now. Are people responding to that? I wouldn't say all the time, no. It's no. Still, a, still an issue. All right, so that's a, an obviously low point in your career. How about a really good day, really good memory? Man, I don't know. I, I don't know if it would you know, have to be when we got this you know, organization up and running. Um, I think just being a part of that and being able to help you know, other officers across the country would be, you know, one of the really high high points. Because if I wasn't if I wasn't an officer, obviously, I probably wouldn't have, you know, helped found this organization. I'm glad to see it's been well received. And I'm sitting there thinking, my days in Baltimore, and we have nine diff- districts, and of course, they had the headquarters building and special units in there. Uh, in the headquarters building, we had a memorial to every officer killed in the line of duty since the inception of the department. And I I think I'm trying to recall, it's like 130 some odd. Uh, and wow. each district has officers from that district that were killed in line of duty. And we went by their plaques every day. I mean, it was in a rec room. And we'd go by their plaques every day. It was in a roll call room. We'd see them. And after a while, it just became almost like a painting that no one paid attention to. So I can see that the chair would have a bit more of an obvious presence. Right. And that's you know, and that's what we hope. You know, in, in the roll call room that I attend, there's, there's three um and it's yeah, I mean it's it's different. You you walk in and you see them every day. It's not that like you can't really miss it. It's not it's not like walking by a plaque on the wall that's that's somewhere else or in a hallway. It's it's right there where you're sitting. And some of them, you know, some of them place them in the front, in the back. Some place them where they actually sat all the time. It's just it's different. That's up to the agency. We let them decide on where they, you know, where they're going to place it. You've done how many chairs since you started? Uh, I believe we're over 70. I believe we're at 73 since we started. So if an agency like the one I retired from said, we'd like a chair for everybody, 
that's not that's not achievable. It's not something you can do. So I, right, I'd but, imagine you try to start with what's happening now and work your way forward. And unfortunately, it still happens. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of ours are from you know years back, smaller agencies. Um, but we've you know what we're getting ready to do for one large agency who has you know over a hundred, like you mentioned, is is do a chair and and place all of their names on it um, so that they can still still place it somewhere so people can walk by and you know and see it. Um, that'll be something different than we've than we've done before but that's you know we're open to to anything because yeah it's it's not realistic to do that many at one time no you'd, you'd have to give up your police career i mean and you'd have to hire a staff making chairs and and as a non-profit uh, i'm sure there's not enough money coming in to fund that correct yeah um, you know our you know our ultimate goal is to you know possibly get there one day where we can you know as as they're being killed in line of duty we could do a chair and, and try to keep up but you know that would, like you said, that would require a lot of, a lot of donations and, and support to be able to pull that off. And sad to say, there there are incidents. Uh, one that comes to mind right away is Dallas. Also, I think uh, was it Shreveport or uh, where we had Dallas was a five officers killed in one day. Correct. Uh, and we had, I think it was Seattle, multiple officers killed one time. And it's it's almost depressing to have the conversation. I get why you do this and I, I applaud why you're doing this. But on the other hand, it's almost difficult to talk about without a real serious downer note. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that day in Dallas was you know, horrible when it, it's horrible when there's one, but when it's, when you see several like that for one agency, um, and we're, we're actually doing the chairs for those, those officers as well. But yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, it's nationwide, you know, regardless of where it's at. And it does have an effect on everybody. And, and here's one of the things, uh, before we get a break, that I take exception to is people use the term the police, and they use it interchangeably as the police and where you're from in Texas are the same as the police in Baltimore, Maryland, which are the same as the ones in Los Angeles and New York and Boston and Philly. And we all have different states, different laws, different cities with different laws and, and ordinances and we're not the same and yet when you have officers killed across the united states it has a tremendous impact us as a family on us as a family as a whole no matter where we are correct i mean you you know when you go to the funerals you see officers from you know everywhere sometimes you're just amazed that they that they would travel that far to to attend a funeral but that's you know that's just how I guess when we say we're family, it, you know, really are. And you, you would travel that far to, you know, to go to services for one of your family members. And I guess that's, you know, it really is true. And that's why we do see that. Like there are you know, thousands that attend law enforcement funerals from all over. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly. We now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well we're gonna take a short break we are talking with tommy capel from saving heroes place we're obviously going to talk more about what they do how you can help you listen law enforcement today show we'll be right back epidemic america's public health crisis 
These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 get your free starter kit until 500 are gone you'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk largely tax-free and get 90 percent of the work done for you for pennies that's 800-956-0677 800-956-0677 again 800-956-0677 that's 800-956-0677 The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Left Chest Society t-shirts from honor-line.com. These unique tombstone-themed t-shirts are designed by a career law enforcement officer, art by one of the nation's top artists. Check them out online at honor-line.com. Get one or get all three. Use promo code LET at checkout at honor-line.com and get 10% off. Go to honor-line.com and use promo code LET at checkout to save 10%. That's Left Chest Society t-shirts only at honor-line.com. Use promo code LET to save 10%. That's promo code LET at honor-line.com. Hi, this is John J. Wiley, host of the Law Enforcement Today show. I'm a full-time music radio DJ and also host of the nationally syndicated Law Enforcement Today show and retired Baltimore police sergeant. If you ever want to be a guest on a show, just send me an email. My email is j, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com or go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com and hit the contact us section of the webpage. Our guest today, Tommy Capel, a law enforcement officer in Texas, can't talk about what agency he works for because he's a full-time police officer. 
I was referred to him or told about him by Patrick Shaver, a law enforcement officer and filmmaker, phenomenal guy. He's been a guest on the show before. Check out the podcasts, past episodes on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com and search for Patrick Shaver. He's the director and producer of Officer Involved, Ding Keller, and many other great projects, including one involving Saving a Hero's Place. Back to our conversation with Tommy Capel from Saving a Hero's Place on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Tommy calling from the great state of Texas. And you were just another great guest from an awesome state. In, and I don't know what it is about Texas. You know, I always hear all the things they say on television. You know, things are bigger and it's a pride thing. And, you know, we have talked to some phenomenal law enforcement officers uh, from the great state of Texas. Dub Gillum from the Department of Public Safety, Highway Patrol. Danny Shaw. Uh, Texas Highway uh, Patrol Department of Public Safety. We had Matt Pierce from Fort Worth Police Department. And also recently we had uh, Bobby Dupree from Bowie County Sheriff's Department up in the uh, Texarkana area. What is it about Texas and great law enforcement? Without all the hoopla, there's got to be something. There's got to be some reason. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um yeah, we. I guess maybe the pride. Maybe I mean, yeah. Everyone, you know, people that are from here, or, you know, that come here. I would definitely say there's a a pride. Like people are really are proud to be, you know, from Texas or live in Texas. But yeah, it's. And I guess you see that all over. But, but you don't have that obvious Texas accent, or am I missing it? No. Yeah, I think that's more. A lot of people say that when they come here, they're wondering like, what? And I don't know if it's more of a north. A North Texas deal, but like yeah, there's no Sam Elliott so. draw going on <laughs> no. in here. No. Do you like feel ripped off sometimes? Like I don't talk alike from Texas, but are you a Texas native? Yes. Now, see, that's the funny. You're breaking stereotypes about Texas because you don't sound like it. And I'd be mad. I've never seen a photo of you. I'd be willing to bet you you don't look like the the typical or stereotypical Texas law enforcement officer. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't like ride a horse to work or anything. No, <laughs> no cowboy hats while you're working. No, no, we don't. Some of the counties, some of the county areas do, but no, not not the department I work for. All right, I'll give you a break on that one. Uh, I, I, I'm just all <laughs> kidding aside. So the big handlebar mustache is definitely not in with your agency either. I'd be willing to bet. Only, only a couple. Yeah, yeah, and I I can't help but think of the growing up as a kid watching. Uh, movies and uh, television shows and you had great characters like from the Texas Rangers and uh, I believe that U.S. Marshal uh, Bass was from the Texas area who's just a legend in law enforcement way way back in the day maybe that might be part of the reason why you guys seem to have such great law enforcement officers or is it because of great training uh, you know it could be both I'm, you know I, I would say we have you know, excellent training, um, probably statewide. And I don't, I don't know if it's, I feel like, you know, just seeing the news across the country, I feel like our, our communities are, you know, pretty supportive too than what than some other ones that I've seen across the, the country. You know, I've, I've only been here, so I don't know for a fact, it's just what I've seen. Like, cause where I'm at, our, our community in a whole is, is pretty supportive of us. That'd be a nice feeling because so many of my guests don't have that experience. They have quite the opposite. Right. Yeah. Our, yeah. We, we, you know, we're fortunate to be, I'm fortunate to be where I'm at. I, I would, you know, on a whole, I would definitely say our, 
our community supports our our law enforcement. We recently had a guest, uh, Ashley Smashley Cummings, who is or Cummins, I should say, who spent eight years in St. Louis Police Department and now is in a police department in the San Diego, California area. She's also a full time professional mixed martial arts fighter. And one of the things she said very, very clearly is that the support for law enforcement in San Diego, California area was much more dramatic, much more obvious than the anti-police culture that she experienced in St. Louis. And she was there doing that whole Michael Brown uh, protest and riots. Yeah, I would, I would believe ours is the same way. Um, you know, we when an officer's killed here, it's a, it's a huge community support um and i know at that time it's always larger than what what it is throughout the year but it's our community is still you know just little things when you go to eat they pay for your meal you you know they're telling you thank you they're wait a minute, small wait a minute. Like people that. pay for your meal yeah you don't get that uh no we didn't get that. <laughs> we didn't get yeah, that in baltimore no and uh, <laughs> usually uh, trying to have lunch on the very rare occasions i could take a break for lunch you'd, you'd always have some nut job Wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you. Never failed. Yeah, it's you know it's often here, and we don't, and it's not even like uh, like someone pays and they're telling you thank you. A lot of times it's just you don't know it. They've just told you, hey, somebody's you know somebody picked up your your tab. It's not always you know someone comes up and, and tells you it's it's just they wanted to do it, but they didn't want to cause a attention to themselves or whatever. But I mean, it's it's quite often. That's really nice to hear. As a law enforcement officer. What would you ask people to do? I mean, obviously, we wouldn't ask people to buy our dinner. That, that again, goes back to the conversation of the whole ethics and everything else. Right. But it, I always said, you know, if you see a law enforcement in your neighborhood, just give them a friendly wave. Yep. With all your fingers, not just one, just all your fingers. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. what would you suggest? What would you tell people who are listening right now if you want to say, I appreciate what you do, what would you suggest they do? I would say the same thing, you know, just to just like you said, a wave or, you know, just recognition, I guess, that, you know, I guess law enforcement spend all their time dealing with, with people at, when they're at their worst. It's rarely they deal with people that are just saying hi. Um, so I think, yeah, like you mentioned, is, you know, means a lot. We've said this all the time in the show. The vast majority of the people we deal with are just normal people having a bad day, having a bad experience. You don't usually call the police when things are going very, very well for you. It's an accident, a crime scene, you got ripped off, you got assaulted, something or other. And of all the people we deal with, only about 1%, maybe a little bit more in some areas, are the bad guys. And that 1% creates a huge problem, not just for law enforcement, for the entire society. Would that be an accurate representation of what it's like where you work? I believe so, yeah. 1%, and that's the ones we deal with all the time. So when you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well uh we're gonna take a short break we are talking with tommy capel from saving a hero's place 
This is Law Enforcement Today Show. When we come back, we're going to learn how you can help honor and commemorate fallen officers across the United States. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke... When Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Back to the Law Enforcement Today show. I'm John J. Wiley on the phone. Tommy Capel from, by, by the way, Tommy is a law enforcement officer active, so we really can't talk much about uh, what he does in law enforcement. That's just the way it is. It's not It's not a negative thing. It's not the antisocial thing. Uh, it's not us being tight-lipped. It's just the way it is, rules and regulations being what they might. And I do want to say this, by the way, for those listening, if you've got a story to tell and you want to be a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show, contact me. If you're active, retired, family member, survivor, uh, retired, or, or if you're active, we can do it anonymously. We just do first name, whatever it might be. All the phone calls or interviews are called in or recorded so we can handle you from everywhere. Just send me an email, j at lawenforcementtoday.com or go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com and hit the contact us page, social media, Facebook, all that stuff. I'll respond to that as well. So, Having said all that, that's the reason why we're not going into great detail about Tommy's law enforcement career, about where he works, and any of that information. What we are talking about are the great things you're doing with the other group of volunteers at Saving a Hero's Place. How many of these volunteers are there that do all this great work? Um, we all, you know, we all have a part of it. We're we're up to seven members now, and then an, another another guy that helps us. He's actually a survivor um, who helps us with the chairs as well. So we're up to eight, and then we're actually adding another one, possibly two. So we're just, you know, we're always looking for ways to increase how many chairs we can get out um, because the numbers are so high. And unfortunately, they are, and they're they're not subsiding. They're not getting lower. They're probably going Mm -hmm. higher. Uh, And I, I wish there was something we could do to change that, but I'm glad you're commemorating them. I've seen photos of the chairs you do. Where can people get a look at them? On our website uh, that I mentioned earlier, savingheroesplace.org. You go to the, there's a tab that has, I believe it has first responders or heroes on there, and then it, they're listed by, 
by the year we presented them, not by the year they're, you know, their end of watch. But it has it has every chair we've done so far on there. So if I if I wanted to have a friend who was killed in line of duty commemorated, we'll go to your website, savingaheroesplace.org, and contact you there? Correct. We have uh, different contacts. If you go to the Contact Us tab on our website, we have different different emails to get in touch with you know, our different individuals and how to request a chair and so forth. What's the most important thing people can do right now to help? Uh, I would say, you know, support our cause, donate to our cause. It's, you know, the more, I guess the more support we get, the more we can do. Um, and like I said, it's tough for us to convince. We do get a lot of support from the from community and businesses, but a lot of them have some ties to law enforcement. It's It's tough for us to, to put our, I guess, our calls out there to, to people that don't understand the, the roll call or the, um, and so for us, you know, for, for law enforcement to support us, you know, means a lot because we're, you know, we're definitely giving back to, to ourselves. You know, we're, we're honoring our own family basically across the country that, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So for people to donate and allow us to grow is how we can make a, you know, a bigger impact. And unfortunately, you know, I know 70, Something chairs a lot, but not really when you when you think of the numbers of law enforcement that are killed. Yeah. So, you know, of course, I'd want to do a lot more than than we are today. And about what's the average cost to do one chair? Uh, it's tough. We get asked that a lot. Um, you know, we, and we get some of the material donated. Um, and and for us, a lot of it is is taking it because, um, like I said, we we try to take the chairs ourselves. You know, we've tried to we've tried to narrow it down to you know, what it costs us to, you know, we've gone, you know, across the country and back for, you know, a little over a thousand dollars. That includes the, the chair and everything. Cause we, we do try to go as cheap as possible and we're, we're driving it. We're not flying. So it's, you know, that's, that's normally what we would well, say is cops are pretty good at doing cheap road trips. Because <laughs> yeah, kind of got forced into that habit. Cause you just, didn't, yeah. you, you don't, you don't make a lot of money. That's just the sad reality of the way things are. And that's not the reason why we did this. Uh, almost everyone I know that's been in for any long period of time, it's it's an avocation. It's a calling for them. Correct. Has that been the case for you and, and most of your agency that you work with? Yeah, I would say that's you know that's the same thing, and I you know I would say that's the same thing to this organization. Um, I would say the same thing that that calls people to do law enforcement has, has called me to do this because um, they're. You know, we're, we're extremely passionate about, about what we do. It's kind of, it's kind of taken over our, our lives, to be honest. It's, it's something we do, you know, every single day. Where do you find the time? I mean, you, you probably work, was it 10 hour shifts? Right. I did 10 hour. Just, so four, know, 10 hour shifts, then yeah. court uh, appearances and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then you've got to find time to do that. Oh, and a family life. Oh, and a social life and exercise. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, we just, you know, we do it, of course, on the days off, uh, when we wake up, we just, I guess we just find the time. Well, something about this must be benefiting you too, and I, I'm not saying this to be sarcastic, you come across as a very laid back, peaceful kind of guy, and I've often heard from people say woodworking in particular, and art also has a way of mellowing people out, especially the ones that work in very high-stress jobs. And law enforcement is certainly qualifies as high-stress. Correct. 
Yeah. So you always just mellow, or is it just a result of working on woodworking all the time? Uh, I think I've always been, but yeah, I mean, it helps when you're when you're out there, I think, and you got to have something else to do. Um, and of course, this is, you know, not the happiest thing to do, I no. guess, to, you know, just, but it's, you know, for me it is, it's because you know it means something to, to somebody or it's going to mean something to somebody. And I guess when you've, when you've presented one, when you've gone and presented a chair and you've seen what it means to them, that's, that's what keeps you going because it, it it means a lot. Especially the first when you one those. you presented was it a big dramatic response? It was, you know, almost I would say probably, you know, almost every officer. And they're a smaller agency, but I'd say almost every officer was there, um, and they just, you know, it was like we were family showing up, and they they catered to our every our every need, and you know, it's just, and then that's. And then that's what made us continue. We were like, wow, you know, we didn't realize, you know, because I'm from a bigger agency. It's a little different. And right. I hate to say that, but it, it is when you don't know a lot of the people in your own department. No, you don't. And, and I get you, that all the time. Oh, you're retired from Baltimore. Do you know so-and-so? Like, no. Yeah, uh, sorry, I never heard of the guy. Right. And so when we when we did one for a few for ourselves, it's, it's different. You know, it means a lot to those who work with them. But when you go to a small agency, they it's a big deal to the entire department sometimes the, the community because their community is so small and supportive it's it's just different and that's what's and that's what's kept us going so again if people want to donate or inquire about more information give them your website give them social media give them all that stuff right now it's savingaheroesplace.org and we are on facebook as well as saving a heroes place and you have a documentary film coming out very, very soon that was filmed by Patrick W. Shaver, who is uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's, you know, when he went on that trip with us, you know, he probably made the trip last, you know, a week longer than it should have, but. <laughs> <laughs> he filmed, <laughs> he filmed uh, Cops and yeah, Cabins, our great. first one for us, and uh, we're looking forward to doing another one. And when you have the documentary ready, please let us know so we can let everyone at Law Enforcement Today dot com no as well thomas capel or tommy capel from saving heroes place thanks so much for joining us on the show very much appreciated i appreciate you having me the law enforcement today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly we now have two facebook pages you can do a search on facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well in every community across the united states towns cities states we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is j, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, 
I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya. Ooh.